Good show. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Lamar Jackson's masseuse's office, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jana Kimmel, I'm Scott Swain. Jana, how are you this week? Well, um, Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback again, so I'm feeling pretty darn good. Uh, I, I think I'm more excited about that than a Cowboys win, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be that kind of a show, is it? Just when you thought that maybe, just maybe, you could get through the rest of the season without Gardner Minshew and his sweet mustache, we're back, baby. Oh. <laughs> Between that and the Jets, I'm not sure who's trying to lose more. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I got to say they're finding new and interesting ways to do it. Um, we, we've got a lot, of, a lot of weird that happened. But I must say, I think uh, the game last night, the Monday Night Football game this week, was probably the best game that we've had this season. Did you watch any of it? I um, did watch some of it. I turned off with like a minute to go in Baltimore. You missed like Seven points. And, of course, <laughs> I missed the last 12 points of the game in the last minute and change. But uh, I, I don't know. I hear some people saying, oh, that's the best Monday night game ever. And I still think back no, to that no. Rams Chiefs shootout a couple that, years that ago. Was and that was, yeah, I mean, that has, I think, 28 points in the last two minutes of the game. That was just nuts. I, I mean, the game last night, well, it was tied 14 at halftime or something, or 21 yeah, it was very much at a, halftime. It was, I forget it what was, it was. Uh, yeah, it it was not to me. It wasn't on the same level as that that game. I mean, that was just yeah. It was an entertaining was like a, game. A, a game of a lifetime. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good though. I will say. Well, this is um, that Thursday night game between Arizona and Seattle. Um, oh, yeah. A while back, I think that was a, a good one too, if I'm remembering the game correctly. But um, yeah, there were a bunch of yeah. good uh, games this this season. But um, yeah, that one was probably one of the better ones this season, but I, I, you know, I think the hype train got a little out of control there. And of course the whole thing with Lamar Jackson, you know, coming back onto the field after (laughs) having been off for cramps or who knows what, you know, it was pretty dramatic. But uh, anyway, it was was a good game. It was was fun to watch. It was, it was, it was a good time. I thought, but uh, we do we do have some good stuff coming up this week. We've got the return of Saturday uh, day football which means my productivity at work on Saturday is going to be dropping tremendously this week. Um, we've got all You're kinds of good stuff. You're going to buy a car, make so- sure you go into Janet's dealership early on Saturday afternoon. This is, this is the time, people. This yeah. is the time. Might not get very good financing <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> but we've got all kinds of good stuff. It is playoffs, baby. Hopefully you are all still alive or, you know, you're bitter and, and you know, you're still here. To commiserate, that's okay, too. Um, shockingly, all of my teams have advanced. I'm pretty fired up about that. How is your team doing, Sherpa? Um, my one team did make it in spite of uh, some decisions right. I made. I It sounded like a okay. – I, I know we used to kid years ago about the law firm of Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. I mean, for me, it was pretty much <laughs> the, uh, the the law firm of um, – what was yeah. it now? It was it – was, um, Oh, I'm blanking on all the names now. It was uh, it was Henry Hawkinson and Wilson. That was my my law oh, firm geez. that uh, that drove <laughs> me to victory on Sunday. Other than that, there were yeah. uh, a lot of no shows in my lineup. But uh, 
That's okay. That's okay. You, we'll you scared me right with the advice you gave me last week, so I'm counting on you to uh, get me through another round this week. But uh, this week I'm We can do that. The picks, player, player picks went better than my actual game picks did, but, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're pretty good week. You were 10 and 6. It was a, could have been, it could have been better. We, we had some bad breaks, but. That's what happens when you pick all underdogs. So uh, I'm not promising I won't do that again this week, but uh, we do have an action-packed show for you. We are actually here on our normal time, Tuesday night at 8.30. Thank you, COVID, for not screwing with our schedule this week. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Very shocking. Uh, We will hopefully be back with you, scheduled barring, uh, next Tuesday night from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you tonight. Like we alluded to, we've got game picks coming up, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy picks, waiver wires, the always uh, popular injury report, and uh, all kinds of good stuff. So we're here to guide you to victory. You can also find us all over social media because one hour a week just truly isn't enough. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. We're also on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find back episodes. We've been here 11 years. If this is your first time, welcome. You're joining late to the party. Uh, you can find all of those anywhere you get your favorite podcast as well as on our Blog Talk Radio show page. Uh, so... I guess we should probably just dive right into it. We do have some big names uh, who went down this week with stock rate. We're going to help you get some uh, some warm bodies in there to get your playoff team looking a little a little better. Uh, first off, let's talk about the Eagles. <laughs> They're going to keep Jalen Hurts as their starter. Uh, he did he did beat Taysom Hill and the Fighting Saints last week. Unfortunately, he's going to really need to turn it on and score an awful lot of points this week because their secondary got absolutely decimated with injuries. Safety Rodney McLeod has a torn ACL. He's done for the year. Cornerback Darius Slayton's in the concussion protocol. Not looking great so far. Uh, and cornerback Avante Maddox is going to miss what they're calling some time with an knee injury. Um, they're not making playoffs this season. It's pretty much done. Uh, so they are, they are certainly thin at defense. Pretty much everyone starting now has played almost no snaps this season. So that's not a good look. Uh, Jaguars, as I mentioned, have brought Gardner Minshew II back. He's going to be the start of this week after his third quarter return. It was uh, Mike Glennon had had run his course, unfortunately. So we're see what the Jaguars look like this week. The Panthers are getting DJ Moore back off the COVID list this week. Unfortunately, it does not look like running back Christian McCaffrey is going to be joining him on the field. He's very unlikely to play. Did not practice today. Uh, he's dealing with that quad injury that popped up over the bye week, as well as the shoulder injury that's still lingering on. Also out in San Francisco, they lost wide receiver Debo Samuel on the first play of the game to another. That's his second hamstring injury this season. Uh, he is done for the year unless they make the playoffs, uh, according to their coaching staff, which we would certainly like to. Uh, on the healthier side of things, tight end George Kittle's coming back to practice this week. He's been out the last couple of weeks with fractured foot. Uh, it's not entirely out of the question that he could play this week. He's he's petitioning to play. We're going to see how practice goes, but. Keep that in your back pocket. I've got him stashed on two of my teams that are still in the playoffs. So I would like to see him come back. Uh, they are not, however, the 49ers optimistic about Jimmy Garoppolo returning this season with that high ankle sprain. Things are not going well for him, so we may have seen the last of him for this year. In other defensive woes, the Denver Broncos lost two of their um, starting quarterbacks this week, Duke Dunsman and Kevin Tolliver, didn't see any knee injuries, so not good for their secondary. And in other weird news. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers are having some real special teams issues. 
they put their uh, starting punter, kicker, and long snapper all on the COVID list uh, and are now bringing in people to uh, see see if they can get somebody on the roster potentially. Uh, I'm not sure how that would all work, but they may have a real problem on special teams this week, so keep that in mind. In Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford uh, got knocked out of the game. He suffered what they're calling a rib cartilage injury. He was apparently in a lot of pain after the game. Uh, they're not feeling great about the chances of him playing this week, but he plays through an awful lot, and they're not ruling him out. So the door is still open for him to be the Lions quarterback this week. You're certainly going to have to probably wait and see what happens on that. And uh, as we alluded to last night, the Ravens were uh, with and without Lamar Jackson at various points in the game. He was dealing with uh, a lot of cramping issues. And depending on what rumors you believe, potentially other things, but he he seems to be still kind of dealing with the after effects from having COVID. Uh, so hopefully he can get his body a little bit back on track this week uh, because they did have to put quarterback Trace McSorley on IR this week. He sprained his knee, uh, as, as Sherman was talking about, the heroic shot of Lamar Jackson coming out of the tunnel as, as McSorley was down on the ground to come in and win that game. Practice squad quarterback Tyler Huntley, who's a rookie out of Utah, is going to be elevated uh, off the practice squad, and he's going to be the backup this week because, remember, RG3 is also on IR. So they're getting a little thin at quarterback. The Washington football team lost quarterback Alex Smith uh, late in the game to what they're calling a calf injury. It's just a strain. It doesn't seem to be too severe. They're calling him questionable for this week, but it looks like he's got a pretty good chance of playing. The Raiders... Our friend, uh, friend of the show, wide receiver Henry Ruggs, III, went on the COVID list today, which means he is out for Thursday's game this week, coming back off the COVID list. Not sure if he's going to play or not, but uh, Ravens wide receiver Des Bryant was officially removed from the COVID list today. Uh, he did say he was done with football and everything. He may or may not have had COVID. He tested positive and that whole whole debacle last week. So, not sure if he's gonna if he's gonna show up or not, but he is no longer on the COVID list and he's an active player again. Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims has returned to the team after missing last week uh, with a personal family matter, so he's back and gonna be on the field this week. Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones fractured his pinky on Sunday. He had a pin put in this morning. Uh, they're they're saying his status is uncertain for this week. It really depends if he can hold football or not. So we're gonna we're gonna see how the week goes for him. Steelers running back James Conner uh, is dealing with quad injury. He's questionable going into this week. He's not practicing right now, so certainly keep an eye on that. Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker is questionable going into this week with what they're calling a slight hamstring strain. So barring a setback, he should be on the field this weekend. Also, designated wide receiver John Brown on return from Iowa. Looks like he's got a pretty decent chance of being on the field for them this week, which would be uh, very nice. He missed last three weeks with a high ankle sprain, but... This looks pretty good so far, so we'll see how that goes. Seattle also getting running back Rashad Penny back from INR this week as well. Julio Jones did not play on Sunday for the Falcons with a hamstring injury that's been uh, dogging in the last couple of weeks. He's not practicing right now. He's questionable going into this week if I were the Falcons and I have nothing to play for. I probably wouldn't keep putting him through this, but he seems to want to play. So, again, that'll, that'll go to later in the week. Kenny Galladay in Detroit, still not practicing with that hip injury. We haven't seen him in several weeks, and it's not looking good for this one. Unless he can get some significant practice time in between now and uh, this weekend, it looks like he's not going to be playing again. In better wide receiver news, <laughs> Houston Texans are going to get wide receiver Brandon Cooks back. Did not play uh, this weekend with a neck injury, 
but it looks like all signs point to him coming back this weekend. Washington football team running back Antonio Gibson missed last week with turf toe and most of the week before. He is in doubt. Um, it's really they're in wait and see mode. It's kind of day to day. So if he can get on the practice field, that would be a good thing. Very good place to start. But so far, I would say maybe not the best bet for your uh, fantasy playoffs this week. And the Dolphins are likely going to be without running back Miles Gaskin uh, due to the timeline of when he was put on the COVID list. However, they did get Matt Breida back, who unfortunately couldn't be activated until after their 4 p.m. deadline, so he couldn't play last week, which resulted in that whole chaos at running back. But he is he is activated off the COVID list. He is going to be available this week. David Johnson is also likely going to be available. Uh, he was put on a COVID list and didn't play last week, but he was actually only a close contact. He did not actually test positive for COVID, so it looks like he's going to be good to go this week. Cincinnati's calling running back Joe Mixon day-to-day with that toe injury. Very unlikely he's going to play. Again, he hasn't practiced in a few weeks. If he can get on the practice field later in this week, he's got a better shot. But so far, not looking so good. Friend of the show, Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki uh, got knocked out of the game on Sunday with a shoulder injury. They're not really uh, saying a whole lot about how severe it is yet, so we're not sure whether or not we're going to see him on the field this week. It would definitely be a loss for them not having him out there, so keep an eye on that and definitely have a plan B at tight end there. Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown went down for the second week in a row with a, a lower leg ankle injury and then for the second week in a row came back and made a spectacular catch. So he's he's got a bum leg, but he's going to keep playing through it, so I'd keep putting him in your lineup. Uh, also, Bengals quarterback Brandon Allen uh, is dealing with a knee injury. He left the game, and they're calling it day-to-day. It uh, didn't look great, but we'll see what happens. Both Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson got banged up, and uh, neither of them are showing up in the injury report right now, so you should be okay going into this week. Obviously, Kyler Murray is already dealing with that shoulder injury, but they both got knocked around pretty good. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen was limited today with a hamstring injury. He seems the most questionable out of the bunch. Uh, running back Austin Eckler, tight end Hunter Henry, and wide receiver Mike Williams were also all limited. Um, they, they're all being considered questionable for a Thursday night scheme, but uh, they're hopeful everyone's going to get out there. Eckler's dealing with a quad injury. Hunter Henry's got a hip injury. Mike Williams is dealing with a back injury. Also, 49ers running back Raheem Mostert is having his ankle looked at again, which is not a great sign. This has been an issue, uh, and the 49ers just can't seem to get healthy. So here we are. I can breathe again. We can all rejoice and hopefully find some warm bodies to fix all of these these injuries that we know have. So while you were uh, giving the injury report, I was baking a bunch of holiday cookies with the intention of giving them to our neighbors, but unfortunately, Blue ate them all first. <laughs> Blue Kitten checking in for your, for a uh, playoff edition. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if he has any uh, opinions season, on the picks later on today. Yes, yeah. somebody's got to be. <laughs> he's, he's not happy about Gardner Minshew, I can tell you that much. But we'll get well, the rest of the, um, the I, I was gotten very well versed in, in cat-sized NFL jerseys, so you just never know when, when one might show up at your door. Blue Kitten could be looking real sharp. <laughs> he's, he's up to 9.6 pounds now, just in case you're trying to size him correctly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he's he's probably his a, fitness in. <laughs> Cat, a cat medium, I would think. <laughs> yeah, he's he's now small dog size. Is what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. He's bigger than some oh, dogs I know, but uh, 
You could probably swallow <laughs> some of them whole too. You could, you could. It seems like you've got an appetite, so I'm I'm not getting on Blue's bad side. I know that. Oh, it's too late for me. So, <laughs> should we do some waiver wires? Yeah, I think so. I think it's that time. Okay. Um, first up for running backs, it's still pretty slim pickings this time of year. Uh, one thing you might want to check in your particular league is whether Lynn Bowden Jr. is for Miami is eligible as a wide receiver or running back or both. Um, some sites I've been on, he's eligible as a running back only, and some sites like Yahoo is eligible as both running back and wide receiver. He seems like he's being used more as a wide receiver by Miami, but uh, in any regard, if he is um, available as a running back in your league, he would be um, exhibit, you know, he would be at the top of my list this week along with uh, Gus Edwards, who's still part of that three-headed monster, but uh, they seem mm-hmm. to like to give him the ball near the goal line, and they seem to be getting down near the goal line plenty often in the last couple weeks, so uh, and playing against Jacksonville, that's a nice matchup for him, too. Uh, Philip Lindsay, um, He's not, you know, the first string running back there in Denver, but they've got a matchup against Buffalo this week that, you know, should get some opportunities. The same thing with Kalen Balaj um, with, uh, you know, the Chargers going against Las Vegas this week, especially if Austin Eckler is um, dinged up, Carlos Hyde and mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Booker if Josh Jacobs is uh, still banged up. So, as you can see, pretty slim pickings at running back, but uh, anybody I forgot? Yeah. Or anybody no, in particular. No, like. I think I think No, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of uh utilizing people who are uh eligible at multiple positions. That's always a good thing in my book. I, I certainly exploited the Taysom Hill loophole uh, a couple of weeks ago and it worked out very nicely. So I'm I'm big into that. Yeah, I mean if you can start Taysom Hill at a tight end grade, I wouldn't start a quarterback just because he is multi I did that I did that on three but, teams yeah. and it was glorious. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that worked out for you. Um, wide receiver-wise, uh, some familiar names <laughs> at the top of the list uh, this week. Nelson Aguilar still catching balls for the Raiders. Uh, has a nice matchup against the Chargers this Not week. Baby, Tim Patrick, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. making my list of two positions, probably the first and the last like player it. to do that this season. Uh, <laughs> Sterling Shepard, Michael Gallup, Alan Lazard, LaVisca Chenault. Keelan Cole, Hunter Renfro, K.J. Hamler, who was on my bench of my playoff team last week. But uh, in spite of that, I managed to pull out a victory. I mean, you know, I didn't even bring him up as a possibility for starting last week. And, you know, how many how many guys are going to catch uh, two touchdown passes on three targets? But he did it. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people somewhere that are celebrating a playoff victory because of K.J. Hamler last week. But uh, I was not one of them. Um, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Rager, <laughs> Willie Sneed, IV, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Perriman, Emmanuel Sanders, Kiki Kuti, whose name I finally learned to pronounce correctly this week, and Marquez Valdez <laughs> Scantling um, for uh, Green Bay. So those are my wide receivers. Um, any anybody that uh, jumps out at you, Jana? Um, I also I, I also like Russell Gage. It'd be nice if I could start him as a quarterback as well. It was a very nice pass he threw this week. I was a big fan of that. I thought maybe starting him over Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Kiki Kute, uh obviously big fan. If he's out there, absolutely pick him up. Uh, he's he's been a huge asset there. Um, I mean, I, I think 
probably wide receiver is the deepest of, of plays you've got out there. Um, Keeling Cole, I like a lot. Obviously, I'm a little little more pro uh, Jaguars. But also John Brown, if he plays, I would certainly start him. I still have him on a couple of benches and, and on IR spots. Uh, I think he could be a really interesting matchup if he if he gets on the field this week. And if he's available. Yeah, yeah. It would help. Okay. Uh, quarterbacks, um, some pretty good streaming options this week. Uh, Derek Carr still out there in a lot of leagues. Goes against the Chargers <laughs> this week. Um, no, uh, Philip Rivers is uh, going up against Houston. Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones, Nick Mullins, and uh, decidedly not Gardner Minshew, I.I., from my perspective, but uh, <laughs> you probably disagree. I, I do disagree. Um, I've thrown off a lot. Um, but, yes, Gardner Minshew, I.I., certainly on my list. Uh, as you mentioned, Derek Carr, still out there in a lot of places, which surprises me. I know it's been a little up and down, but still um, – there are some, I mean, there's still leagues out there where Baker Mayfield's available. Drew Locke, I like a lot. Um, I probably like way more than I should. And if I'm really, really reaching, Mitchell Trubisky's got a decent matchup. I just, ugh, I just don't like doing it. Gardner Minshew all the way. <laughs> I think I'd start Mitchell Trubisky uh, you know, every, every day of the week and twice on Sunday before I would be starting uh, Gardner <laughs> Minshew II in a playoff game, but uh, that's, that's fair, just me. That's All right. Uh, tight end waves, uh, Cole Komet is probably my um, top recommended yep. option for widely available waiver wire guys this week. Uh, Trey Burton, Jordan Reed, Dawson Knox, who's had a couple nice games in a row for Josh Allen, Tyler Higby, Tyler Eifert, Herb Smith Jr., the seesaw in Minnesota tight end land is tilted his way last week. And then uh, yeah. Dalton Schultz from your Dallas Cowboys is uh, still yeah. out there and looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole Komet, I, I can't say enough good things about. Uh, certainly, I, I think Irv Smith looks like he, as long as he's on the field, they're looking his way. And then he's got a decent matchup as well. Um, Tyler Higby, if he's out there. But uh, I think that Cole Komet just without a doubt, is the top booth of our list. Okay. And then uh, heading over to defense uh, tight end, I mean, excuse me, to uh, defense bill here, um, some streaming <laughs> options for this week. Tennessee's got a home matchup against Detroit. Arizona's at home against Philadelphia, which figures to, to have to throw a lot uh, to keep up with uh, Arizona due to its banged-up secondary. Um, Minnesota, Washington, and Dallas uh, rounding out my uh, recommended waiver wire defenses for this week. I've, I've done a real beef with that. I can, I can get on board, I think. Okay. So shall we uh, move on to our recommended lists? Yeah. Let's start uh, Start where we normally do, the old running back. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you lead us off this week? Uh, I think it's hard to argue with Derrick Henry at the top of this list. Detroit obviously not instilling a lot of fear in people, and Derrick Henry is just really a freak of nature. I think 
That's pretty much all there is to say about that. Uh, Dalvin Cook, a close second. Again, I like the matchup a lot this week. At three, Alvin Kamara, uh, Taysom Hill is going to have to throw a lot, but that run game and, and Alvin Kamara are certainly going to have to catch some balls too. Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor out in Indianapolis rounding out my top five. Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, as long as he gets on the field, I'm good with starting him. Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs, and uh, the aforementioned Jaguars checking in. We're going to touch James Robinson, number 10 on my list this week. Okay. Um, I've got uh, Aaron Jones at the top of my list, Dalvin Cook, Ronald Jones, II, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and Zach Moss rounding out my top 10 honorable mentions to uh, Derek Henry, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, and Gus Edwards. Okay. All right. Uh, Philip Lindsay, who we talked about uh, earlier, is at the top of my avoid list. Uh, I, I don't love the matchup. I think that it's going to be more of the Drew Locke show, but again, I may be more of an apologist for him than I'd like to admit. James White also checking in on my avoid list as well as Latavius Murray, Christian McCaffrey. Whether or not he thinks he's getting on a a football field, I don't want any part of it. Zach Moss on my avoid list. Unfortunately, Gus Edwards, Edo Smith. uh, My avoid list is starting to sound an awful like a lot like your uh, your start list here. (laughs) Uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony Pollard, who's been vulturing a couple of touchdowns in Dallas. DeAndre Washington. Kalen Balazs and Giovanni Bernard running out my list. Okay. Um, for me, I have um, Christian McCaffrey, if he's well enough to play, which doesn't sound like he will be, and Mike Davis uh, at the top of my list, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Wayne Gallman, uh, Damian Harris, James White, Sony Michelle, J.D. McKissick, Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, Frank Gore, Ty Johnson, Giovanni Bernard, Trayvon Williams. Lots of uh, combos to avoid this week. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just avoiding anybody that's, that's a combination backfield. That's all right. <laughs> How about wide receiver who you like in this week? Uh, um, wide receiver, uh, Devontae Adams at the top of my list, Tyreek Hill. Um, Keenan Allen, if he's well enough to play, Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Nelson Aguilar, Robert Woods, and Tim Patrick rounding out my top 10. Uh, honorable mentions Juju Smith Schuster, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Lynn Bowden Jr., and uh, Cooper Cup. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, Devonta Adams at the top of my list. Uh, it seems like he's going to get all of the targets in Alan Lazard, uh, and it's Certainly an offense that wants to throw the ball, so I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Tyree Kill checking in at two on my list. Stephon Diggs, a very close third. Keenan Allen, who, again, as long as he gets on the field, which it looks like you will, I'm good with starting him. And DeAndre Hopkins running on my top five. DK Metcalf checking in at six. A.J. Brown, I'm not worried about him potentially only having one leg. <laughs> Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, and Allen Robinson, I.I. Okay, um, wide receivers I'd be looking to avoid this week, uh, Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel combination, Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird combination, Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chanel combination, any wide receiver that plays for the Jets, the Eagles, the Giants, or the Bengals, avoid them all. Okay, all right, that's fair. 
<laughs> We're just Blanket not even just taking the position groupings, just the whole teams. Now, which, not a one of fine. them. No, not really into it, huh? <laughs> nope. I've got Julio Jones at the top of my avoid list. Uh, again, if if I could get points for how gutsy a player is, I would want him starting every day of the week. I just don't think there's going to be enough there, and I don't want my, my fantasy playoff uh, roster depending on him. Devontae Parker, again, they're saying the hamstring injury isn't that serious, but I'm not overly impressed with what Tua is doing out there, and I don't want to have a slowed down wide receiver. Chase Claypool checking in on the avoid list, who seems to have a case of the dropsies at least the first half of the game. Uh, things don't don't seem to be totally on uh, on where they need to be there. Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, Gabriel Davis, who I think is going to suffer with John Brown coming back. Michael Pittman Jr., Michael Gallup, uh, Kiki Kute, and Jameson Crowder. Okay, before we move on to uh, quarterbacks, can I um, yes. do another uh, case study By with you, means. like we did last yes. week? All right. Let's do it. So for running backs, I've got to decide my my on roster options for one spot. My options are David Johnson and Raheem Mostert, and the only free agent that looks like he'd be worth picking up is Lynn Bowden Jr. Which one of those three guys would you start? David Johnson, without a doubt. He's rested. Didn't play last week. Raheem Mostert. I'm worried about this ankle thing, uh, and I I just don't know how much. This Miami Lingling game worries me a lot. I'm not entirely sure how much offense there's going to be. So I'm I'm David Johnson, without a doubt. Okay, and then wide receivers, I've got to uh, pick from among the following group. Um, right now, Alan Lazard, um, uh, Antonio Brown, and Michael Gallup are the guys I have penciled in as starters. Bench guys, mm-hmm. KJ Hamler, Julio Jones, Anthony Miller, Darius Slayton, and then uh, available on the on the waiver wire in that league are Donovan Peoples-Jones, James Washington, and uh, Traquan Smith. So uh, which um, uh, three of those would you start if this were your team? Well, we know I'm not a big Antonio Brown fan, um, but I, I'm not entirely sure what to make of this Atlanta defense. They're, they have weeks where they look very dominant, and they have weeks when you know they look like Falcons again. And KJ Hamler, I like a lot more because I like Drew Locke a lot more. Um, so I may I may think about sliding him in over Antonio Brown, but I would understand uh, you choosing to go the other way on that. But I, I think really your your starting lineup is pretty solid. Okay, so you would go with Lazard and uh, Gallup, and then maybe Hamler over Brown, and then leave the rest of the guys either on the bench or uh, on the waiver wire. You're suggesting. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I love Alan Lazard. Uh, he's getting a lot of looks um, because, I mean, Devontae Adams is just one man, and he's going to get covered pretty well by the Carolina defense. He's still going to score a lot of points, but Alan Lazard has really been a nice 1A for them. All right. And uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has uh, had a couple nice games for the Browns and a little concerned about the Giants' defense, but especially if they're forced to start Colt McCoy again this week, uh, that game could get out of hand, I would think. But you I mean, don't want it I to actually, get too out of hand because then Baker Mayfield wouldn't be in there. Right. You don't want that. Um, I I actually think the Giants might be better off with Colt McCoy right now. Uh, I just 
Daniel Jones has had a tough day. <laughs> Getting sacked six times is terrible, but he's got to look better. I think Cleveland Cleveland can certainly give up some points, but I think you're right. I think they're going to have this game pretty well in hand. I don't know if they're going to need to throw the ball quite as much as maybe some of the other teams. As they did last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was something last night. <laughs> this is supposed to be Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, homecoming game, and that was uh, seems like it was – several seasons ago that when he was still playing, but uh, it's only been about 10 weeks since he's uh, been uh Yeah, I mean, lines, at least but... he got his chance to make his money off the Cowboys like he always does, so good on him. Yeah. So, <laughs> still not at all bitter so, about that. <laughs> why don't we return you to your regularly scheduled uh, programming with uh, quarterbacks? Uh, who do you like this week? Uh, loving Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Saints defense is a little confused. And despite that, Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City offense is just so good. Um, I, I like it this week. Aaron Rodgers coming in at two for me. Josh Allen, uh, three over Lamar Jackson, just again, because I think that I'm still a little wary about Lamar Jackson, how healthy he truly is. And if if Sherpa is right, he may not be in the whole game. I think, however, he will be. But Tyler <laughs> Murray would round out my top five. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and Tom Brady, who doesn't always make the cut for me, but he's he's sliding in at number ten. Okay, uh, I've got uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers one two on my list. Baker Mayfield third, Lamar Jackson four, Josh Allen five, Derek Carr six, Philip Rivers seven, Justin Herbert eight, Jared Goff nine, and Ben Roethlisberger ten. Honorable mentions uh, guys that I think you can also start with confidence this week. Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, Tom Brady, Tua, and uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. All right. Um, not, not bad honorable mentions. I certainly, uh, unfortunately, I have Tua on my void list. Again, I'm not very hyped about that game, and I'm not totally overwhelmed by what he's doing right now. Jalen Hurts also on my void list. Uh, their, their backup right tackle is now done for the year. He's not going to play this week, so he has even less protection than he did before. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he of the damaged ribs, who didn't do it quite as well as Drew Brees does, but he certainly is crazy enough to try to play through this, and I don't think that's the best idea against the Titans, so I certainly wouldn't start him. Mitchell Trubisky, who I I said I very reluctantly would pick up off the waiver wire, is checking in on the avoid list, as is Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Phillip Rivers, uh, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Garner Minshew, I.I. As much as I I, am a proponent of his... I'm avoiding him this week. I know. All right. Um, well, at least we can agree <laughs> on that. So uh, Matthew Stafford also at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, whoever starts for the Patriots. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins Jr., whoever starts for the football team. Matt Ryan, Bergner <laughs> Minshew, II, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, whoever starts for the Giants, and Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley, whoever starts for the Bengals all on my avoid list this week. And my quick case study question for you, I've got Russell Wilson going up against the Washington football team as my default option, uh, a couple waiver wire mm-hmm. options that are looking uh, decent to me. We've got uh, Tua hosting New England and uh, Baker Mayfield on the road against the Giants. So uh, you stand pat with uh, Russell Wilson against a pretty good Washington defense, or do you uh, take a chance with either Tua or Baker Mayfield? Mm. I wouldn't want to take a chance with Tua, 
not that I'm I'm really scared of the New England defense. Again, I just don't I don't think he's putting up the numbers he needs to. Baker Mayfield looked great last night, but like you said, that Giants defense really is it's a top ten defense. It's it's not something to uh, totally overlook. So I think it's Stan Pat with Russell Wilson. Just his ceiling is better, even though. Uh, that Washington defense looked great. Chase Young was a monster. I think Russell Wilson can move around a little better, uh, and they just have more options. So I think I'd stick with Russell Wilson. Okay. And uh, tight ends, my top ten this week consists of Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, Mark Andrews, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Gesicki, Dawson Knox, Austin Hooper, and Eric Ebron with uh, honorable mentions to Trey Burton, Jordan Reed, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, and Nick Vanette. Okay. Uh, our, we, we've got some overlap here, a fair amount of overlap, actually. Uh, I've got Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller at one and two on my list as well. TJ Hawkinson for me, checking in at three. Mark Andrews and Robert Tanyan for my top five. Eric Ebron and Hunter Henry as well as Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, and Dallas Goddard to round out the top ten here. Okay, my avoid list uh, features Dallas Goddard uh, along with Evan Ingram, (laughs) Zach Ertz, Jared Cook, Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Eifert, Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon, and Drew Sample. Okay. All right. Again, some overlap here. Uh, Austin Hooper at the top of my void list was Jordan Aikens. Zach Ertz, uh, obviously, like Dallas Goddard, looked better out of that tandem. Johnny Smith, Tyler Higby, Jordan Reed, Jared Cook, Drew Sample, Dawson Knox, and as much as it pains me, Mike Gesicki. Makes me sad okay. to do it. And then the uh, quick case study for you. So I've got uh, um, TJ Hawkinson and Johnny Smith on the active roster, and I know from your uh, start mm-hmm. and avoid list that you would pick TJ Hawkinson among the two of them. And then the uh, mm-hmm. free agent options include Dan Arnold, Will Disley, Cole Komet, and Dawson Knox. So would you consider any of them over TJ Hawkinson? Cole Komet would probably be the closest, but I like TJ Hawkinson a lot just because no matter who plays quarterback, I think that they're going to have to be making a lot of quick throws. And if Matt Stafford decides he's crazy and plays, I'm not entirely sure his ribs can handle a lot of those deep balls he likes to throw. So I think TJ Hawkinson's primed for a pretty good day. Okay. And uh, yeah. defenses, who do you like this week? Well, uh, I like the Steelers an awful lot. <laughs> it could be a long day for Cincinnati. Uh, the Rams, obviously playing the Jets. That's that's a no-brainer there. Uh, the Ravens, Dolphins. Browns, 49ers, Bills, Seahawks, Colts, and the Cardinals. Okay, I have uh, the Rams and the Steelers as uh, top two on my uh, list this week. Tennessee, Baltimore, Cleveland, Miami, Green Bay, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and Kansas City rounding out my top 10, which is actually a top 11 this week, so I broke the rules again. <laughs> I did Come, them, come I with the old, old top 11, huh? <laughs> Defense is just really, they just don't do it for you, huh? <laughs> Can't play, players so in their roles. <laughs> um, I, I'm going with a, a more traditional look for my avoid list. Uh, I've got the Washington football team, despite how good they look, so I just that Seattle offense can really put up a lot of points. Uh, Packers, Buccaneers, Bears, Giants, Titans, Raiders, Cowboys, 
uh, Broncos and the Falcons. Oh, and the Jaguars. I'm yeah. sorry, there's there's my ten. Okay, um, I've got an extended ten, otherwise known as um, thirteen. <laughs> Everybody but, that's uh, not on the top eleven list. <laughs> pretty much, I, I think there are a lot of uh, games that are going to be pretty high scoring this weekend. So there are uh, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. teams on my avoid for list for defenses, but uh, Chargers would be first and foremost on that list. Carolina, Jets, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Giants. Bengals, Lions, uh, Las Vegas, Denver, Houston, New England, Atlanta, and Chicago rounding out my uh, 13 teams in the top 10 list to avoid. There you go. <laughs> and Most of those teams will have a top 10. five draft pick this year, too. Yeah. <laughs> still, still very crowded there. Very crowded. Still very crowded <laughs> in my uh, top five. It's shocking. It's really, really right up until the the end of the season, it finally figures itself out. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure what's yeah. I mean, I, you got a couple of no-brainers in it this year, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but you wanna you wanna take a look at some games? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do that. That would be fun. Get crazy. Um, <laughs> really think outside the box here. Okay. And uh, speaking of games, um, it's still pretty close after last week. Um, you know, we're within three games of each other with uh, three weeks left in the season. So there's bragging rights still up for grabs here. So uh, we'll see how this week goes. Here's um, hoping. So first of all, as you mentioned, we've got the Thursday night game this week, uh, which figures to be a pretty good one, a pretty high-scoring game between Las Vegas and the Chargers. Chargers won last week only because they were playing a team that's even better at snatching defeat from the job victory than they are. Um, I picked Man, the Raiders everyone last tried, week though. at home. <laughs> yes. Um, I did pick the Raiders at home against the Colts last week. That didn't work out so well. And here we've got another high-powered offense. But, again, Chargers being a team that seems to thrive on figuring out uh, new and innovative ways to lose most weeks. I think that trend uh, comes back this week. I'll go with uh, Las Vegas and the Derek Carrs, 31, and uh, Los Angeles and the Justin Herberts, 31. Okay. Uh, I am uh, also going to go with the fighting Derek Carrs. Um, Hopefully people are not going through the angst that they did last week with Josh Jacobs trolling everybody, saying he wasn't going to play, and then very much playing and being fine during that game. So, that was fun, mostly because he's not on any of my teams, so it was much better for me than it was for a lot of people. Um, but like you said, the Chargers really do find new and innovative ways to lose games. They they are a very good team that just really doesn't seem to want to actually win games. I'm not sure what they're doing, but they, they seem to have some kind of plan we're not privy to. Um, but I think that the Raiders are going to take this pretty handily, 28-21, and it maybe isn't as close as the score looks. Okay. So... Next up, as you mentioned, we've got uh, two Saturday games to keep us amused and keep you uh, distracted at work on Saturday. So first up, we've got uh, (laughs) Buffalo at Denver in the late afternoon game. And I think this is going to be a good game. I think Drew Locke has shown some uh, glimpses of uh, promise this year. hasn't been doing it consistently. Josh Allen, on the other hand, has been. And uh, I think Josh Allen is you know, just 
going to uh, be the difference in this game. I think it's close, but I'll say that the final score of uh, Josh Allen, 31, and the Drew Locks, 28. Buffalo's passing game is uh, just a little bit too much for Denver. Yeah, um, I would like to pick Denver to win this game. I I do think there are some scenarios where they could. I wouldn't be shocked if they did, but I'm going to take Buffalo to win this in a a close one. I think it's going to be a very good game to watch. Uh, 28-24, which hopefully I will get home to see some of this, but at the very least it's going to be very noisy in my office on Saturday. So apologies in advance to everybody in the uh, greater Virginia area trying to buy a car this weekend. (laughs) Or better yet, just don't buy a car this weekend so that Janet can watch the game in peace. Or just do it early. Just do it early. That's a good time. Yeah, do it early. That's even better because you do want the dealership (laughs) to make money so that you can stay employed. Big fan of that. Time your Time your purchases appropriately, please. Yeah. Public Thank service you. announcement Thank you. Exactly. brought to you by Fantasy Football Sherpa and Yes. Okay. The more you know. Now, uh, you'll, you'll probably have a you'll probably set all sorts of sales records early Saturday afternoon. You know, now that we've gotten that Better clear. Believe it. People. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next <laughs> up, we've got the Saturday evening game. Uh, should be nice and balmy in Green Bay if they host uh, Carolina. Um, I'll go with uh, Green Bay to win this pretty easily. I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just going to be way too much for Carolina, and it scares me that I'm playing those common, that those two guys, uh, the combination of those two guys in my fantasy league uh, semifinals this week. But enough about me already. I think Green Bay wins this pretty easily. I'll say Green Bay 35, Carolina 24. I'm I'm going a little closer. I'm still picking Green Bay. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't pick against him late in the season. I don't like doing that. Carolina's great. If they had Christian McCaffrey, this would be a, a it could be a very different thing, but they don't. Um, getting a little healthier wide receiver helps. I think Teddy Tupos is going to have himself a nice day, but it's still Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team uh, at home is not something you want to see late in the season. So I'm taking Green Bay 30 to 24. Okay. Next up, uh, the early games on Sunday, we've got New England traveling down to Miami. And, you know, for the past uh, 15, 20 years, it probably would have been newsworthy if we said Miami's going to win this game this year. Not so much, but uh, I I don't think it'll be a particularly interesting game. I'm a little bit higher on Tua than you are, but I'll say Miami wins this one fairly easily. I'll say final score, Miami 30 and New England 21. I've got Miami winning this 20 to 17. So I see this as a lower scoring game. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not really impressed with either of these teams right now. I think Miami's defense is, is better than their offense right now. And if Mike Sicky doesn't play, that's a huge problem for them. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on with the team either. I just, I don't think they're very good, but they keep winning games somehow, but I think Miami's still going to beat them and Bill Belichick is going to be cranky. That's how I see this going. Bill Belichick being cranky would make a lot of people happy, but we'll see. You know, I'm not saying it would make Christmas me mad, but... People. <laughs> All right. So next up, we've got uh, Seattle, which is in Washington, but they're actually traveling to Washington, D.C. for their game this week. Uh, they um coming east again, and uh, it worked out pretty well for them against uh, the Eagles a couple weeks ago, although that was obviously a Monday night game. But uh, here they've got the Sunday early game. I think they'll be just fine. Um, uh, I think last week against the Jets was a little bit of a mirage, and 
you know, Washington's defense, obviously, a lot better than the Jets' defense, and Washington's offense is, um, may not be better than the Jets' offense, especially if Dwayne Haskins is starting. But uh, if Alex Smith is starting, I think this is a close game with Seattle eking out a victory. I'll say Seattle 27, Washington 24. I've got Seattle winning this 28-23. We've seen Seattle have the yips at times, and uh, this Washington defense has really shown up. They've gotten healthy, and that's really been – I mean, that that helps pretty much everything, to be honest. But I think they're going to be a factor, but Russell Wilson is still the veteran, and he still knows how to win a game late, and I think that's what he's going to have to do. Uh, I certainly feel a lot better about Washington if Alex Smith plays, which it looks like he will. If Dwayne Haskins is under center, Seattle might win by by two two scores. Yeah, I mean, from you know, selfishly with Russell Wilson uh, starting on that one team that I keep talking about, uh, I just think you know if Dwayne Haskins is starting, that Washington's defense would spend more time on the field and eventually wear down, but. Uh, yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, they are they are young and, and haven't played a whole season, so that could I could see that happening. Okay, next up we've got uh, San Francisco traveling to meet your Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Oh. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the more interesting games, maybe not one of the more <laughs> high scoring games, but on paper at least to me this seems uh, like it could be a pretty close game. They match game. up pretty um, well. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to go. Not necessarily in a good way. Usual- <laughs> no, <laughs> usually I, in, a, in great, a situation but... like this, I'd be tempted to pick the home team, but I'm going to go rogue a little bit here and pick the uh, visiting 49ers to win this. I'll say uh, San Francisco 28, Dallas 27, but uh, to me, this is really a coin toss game. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this is close, like you said, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> a lot of injuries and a lot of ineptitude on both these teams right now. Um, the Cowboys came out and, and decided they wanted to be a football team for a minute last week. Uh, the 49ers are going to put up more of a, a challenge, I think, than the Bengals did, to put it nicely. Uh, Andy Dalton got his revenge game, and, and now he's going to go back to being Andy Dalton. But I'm going to actually go rogue and pick the Cowboys to win this because I might be the pessimistic Cowboys fan. <laughs> I did not go for them. But uh, I'm going to pick them on 23-21, so I think it's a little less high scoring than you, you do just – mainly because I think they're, it's just a messy game. I just think it's a lot of mistakes, not necessarily a lot of a lot of good things happening on the field. Okay. Um, speaking of mistakes, we've got Atlanta hosting Tampa Bay this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Tom Tampa Brady. Tampa might not have a special yeah. team. Might not have any kicking at all. They might, might be going for two on every play. No. Well, maybe they could just uh, get an Dominic and Sue to switch over to the other team and kick points for them, oh, kick extra points for them. Be. That would be, uh, so, be so um, in spite of the fact that I think Tampa Bay is a much better team, I think Atlanta will manage to keep this close. And But I, I do think Tampa Bay figures out um, how to pull this one you know, across the finish line at the end, and I'll go with the Tom Brady 30 and the Matt Lyons 24. Shockingly, I'm going to continue my my trend here and pick against the Falcons. Dami's we've heard that one before. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay uh, to win this 28-17. So pretty handily, I'm not feeling really good about Atlanta in this matchup, especially that Julio Jones. So Tom Brady, here you are. Have a day. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Baltimore at home against Jacksonville coming off their um, impressive uh, victory last night, but uh, defense wasn't as impressive as the offense, but their defense gets a break this week playing Jacksonville's offense. I don't think this game will be particularly close or particularly interesting. I'll go with Baltimore to win this handily. Baltimore 34, Jacksonville 20. Shockingly, I know you're all going to be very surprised by this. I'm I'm not picking Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew to beat the Ravens. Even that's too big of a stretch for me, and I can justify an awful lot of things when it comes to the Jaguars. Um, I'm going to pick them to stay in this, though. I, I'm gonna, they're they're losing by a much narrower margin. I've got Baltimore winning 31-26. Fighting Gardner Minshew's and and James Robinson are gonna keep them in this. Yeah, if you had put Gardner Minshew on your avoid list and still picked them to win, I I would have. Uh, I would have. That would have involved me on a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even I, I for me, that would have that been tough. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you were counting on Mike Lennon coming to save the day. But, no, uh, but I'm literally never counting on Mike Lennon comes to save the day. C.J. Bathard, maybe. Mike Lennon, hard pass. Very tall. Okay. I'll give him that. Yes, he is very tall. He's good at being tall. tall. Um, Houston yeah. at Indianapolis. And they're playing each other for the second time in three weeks. And I think the outcome will be uh, similar this time. Pretty high scoring game, but Indianapolis winning. I'll go with... Uh, Indianapolis 31 over Houston 27. I'm picking Houston to win this in a, a kind of mini upset. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Houston's getting, hopefully getting Brandon Cooks back and getting a little healthier. Um, I'm going to pick them to win 28-27 on a, uh, a last drive, snatch the victory from uh, Phillip Rivers and the Colts, who looked very good last week. We'll say the run game looking real nice right now. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. Yeah, looking uh, quite good late in the season. Cam Akers and uh, Jonathan Taylor are rewarding people that uh, bench them rather than cut them earlier in the season. Yes. Hopefully you're not running into any of those people in the playoffs. No. Next up, uh, we've got Chicago at Minnesota. Um, We played a few weeks ago in Chicago, and Minnesota pulled out the victory there. I think – I know Chicago would like to return the favor, and Minnesota certainly didn't look good on the road against Tampa last week, but I think Minnesota's going to get their act together at home, and the Dalvin Cook, uh, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen combination will be just a little bit too much for Mitchell Trubisky and Cole Komet. I'll say a final score here, Minnesota 30, Chicago 27. I'm going with Minnesota 26, Chicago 21. Um, I, I think Dalvin Cook is certainly a difference maker here. I don't necessarily think it's Kirk Cousins, but I just Minnesota I like a little better than Chicago. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got the game that I forgot to include when I originally did my games this week, so I was frantically There's trying to fit that in. I did that every were... week, too. <laughs> yeah. This I is, I think, the first time it's happened to me in a while. But uh, anyway, uh, just calling an audible ad, you know, doing it ad hoc, whatever, um, expression you want to use so Tennessee hosting Detroit and I just figured I'd keep this simple and I'll say that Tennessee will double up on Detroit I'll say final score uh, Tennessee um, 34 Detroit 17 is Derrick Henry hopefully uh, has another monster day and carries my huge uh, lone remaining playoff team to to victory that'd be that'd be very nice I think I think there's a very good chance of that happening two touchdowns that would be nice yeah just a mere 200 no big deal not a big ask 
Um, no. I'm, I'm with you, with or without Matthew Stafford. Uh, it's it's not going to be a good day for Detroit. They're going to have a long one. I've got Tennessee winning 35-23, mostly because I think uh, Detroit's going to get some garbage time points here. Okay, uh, now we move to the uh, abbreviated late schedule on Sunday, yeah. and only three late games, and one of them is really <laughs> no not count. Um, nope. The Rams are hosting the Jets. I don't know if the Jets took a page out of New England's uh, playbook and uh, stayed out there for the extra week. Of course, New England actually won the first game, which made that strategy more interesting. The Jets uh, did not win. The Jets are still on, the Jets. Uh, Sunday. I, I don't actually just quick tangent. I don't know if you happened to see uh, Saturday Night Live last weekend, but they did a skit towards the end where they were kind of making fun of Newsmax and saying, you know, that there was this new sports <laughs> channel called Sports Max, and the whole premise was that, yeah, you know, they were trying to convince people that the Jets were undefeated and, you know, you know had repeated as Super Bowl champions between uh, 2017 and 2019. It was pretty funny. It was, but, uh, it was good. I anyway, enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to and then they said uh, the Knicks were you know, the basketball dynasty and that Jeremy Lin was the greatest basketball player of all time, which was pretty funny for those of us <laughs> that remember Lin Sanity from eight years ago. But uh, oh, anyway, um, back to the matter at hand. That was a fun time. Um, Rams hosting Jets. I, I think the Rams will almost triple the Jets' output, if not more. I'll say final uh, score here: Rams thirty-five, Jets thirteen. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close. Uh, I've got the Rams 30 and the Jets 13. Again, I just don't necessarily think we're going to see the Rams starters a lot of that second half. Um, the Jets are great at scoring in their first possession. Bad at scoring pretty much entirely after that. Uh, so if, if you're gambling, put them down for a quick score. Maybe leave the rest alone. Okay, and speaking of gambling, I hope you didn't have anything on uh, Cleveland to cover the spread last night. No, thankfully I did not. That was okay. that was terrible for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, in there, usually usually Kirk Cousins' fault. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> stuff we've got uh, the Philadelphia traveling out to Arizona, and Arizona gets to uh, go up against an NFC least team for the second week in a row, and for the second week in a row, I think they're going to emerge victorious. Philadelphia. Um, nice uh, surprise upset win over the Saints at home last week, but uh, I don't think that uh, you know between their secondary being banged up and their offensive line uh, becoming even more porous, I just don't think this Not is going to work out for them. I, I think they'll manage to keep it close, but I'll go with a final score of Arizona 27 and uh, Philadelphia 24 as Jalen Hurts gets a chance to learn from one of the masters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a tough day. Uh, I've got I've got Arizona winning thirty-one twenty, and I, that might that might be generous. I'm not feeling good about the Eagles this week. Sorry, guys. Well, Miles Sanders had a nice game uh, last week. Of course, they did by an eighty-five-yard run, which will always. Uh, it was it was nice staff, of them to remember they can actually run the football. They've they've forgotten about that for a few weeks. So, welcome back to the party, Miles Sanders. I think they're going to throw a lot this Close. week, though. Closing out the uh, Saturday, the Sunday afternoon schedule, we have the Chiefs traveling to New Orleans, fresh off a loss, which the Saints are to the aforementioned Eagles. I think Kansas City is going to uh, keep New Orleans on the 
on the skids. Uh, I think Kansas City wins this pretty easily, regardless of whether it's Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, you know, whomever, uh, Archie Manning. I, I think Kansas City will uh, win pretty handily. I'll say final score, uh, Kansas City 34 and New Orleans 24. I think Kansas City winning 33-21. Uh, again, Taysom Hill I think is very good. Uh, I'm just not not sure that, that this is going to be the best matchup for him, even at home. I think we'll be seeing Drew Brees in the near future. But Kansas City is just so good right now on, on all facets of the game. So New Orleans is good enough on offense. They'll, they'll hang around, but just not enough to, uh, to stick with Kansas City. Okay. And then when the uh, Kansas City dynasty ends in however many years, then perhaps my Giants will be competitive by then. Uh, for this week, go. they'll have to settle with hosting the Browns, and I don't think that's going to go very well. Uh, Cleveland might have a little bit of a letdown after uh, the final couple minutes um, last night, but uh, short week and all, I still think that uh, they're the far superior football team to the Giants, even uh, on the road. Um, I think they'll win this pretty easily. I'll say the, the Nick Chubbs 34 and the Wayne Gallman's 20. I've got it a, a little closer. I, I've got Cleveland winning 27-20, so I think that the Giants are going to hang around. Um, I just I think Cleveland's going to come back to earth a little bit, but it'll it'll be an interesting game, just maybe not as interesting as last night's game. All right, and then uh, next week's Monday night game, not nearly as interesting Ugh. either on paper or in reality as uh, last night's game was. Few are, but... Anyway, Pittsburgh uh, coming off two uh, losses in a row after you know, the 11-0 and start. I think uh, that uh, Cincinnati's in for a spanking this week, and I'll say final score of 34-14, uh, to 14, as I expect that most of the dealer starters will be wearing baseball caps by the fourth quarter if it's not too yeah. cold out. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I've got Pittsburgh winning 33-17, so we're right in line there. Um, just, just not a fair fight. It really isn't. Cincinnati's banged up, and they weren't that good to begin with, unfortunately. Um, so that's going to bring us to about the end of the show here. A couple of quick daily fantasy value picks for you for the week. Uh, at quarterback, Jalen Hurts and Philip Rivers. Price is right on. They're both going to have to throw a lot. Running back, Jonathan Taylor, uh, of course, can't say enough good things after last week. Jeff Wilson Jr., J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Swift, who looks like he's ba- bouncing back from the concussion and illness. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Rager, Marvin Jones, Darnell Mooney in Chicago I think would be very interesting and certainly save you some money there. Tim Patrick and Willie Sneed. And tight end Cole Komet, we, we really can't say enough good stuff about this show. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. and Dan Arnold. Uh, defensively, Seattle, Washington, and uh, Arizona, all good picks there. If you're looking for stacks, in Indianapolis for sure. Uh, the Eagles are interesting. I, I like Denver an awful lot, as well as maybe Detroit, but I wouldn't be stacking quarterbacks there. Um, so we that's all we've got for you this week. We'll be back next week with, again, all the tools you need to get you that fantasy football championship, which hopefully you're all still in the running for. You can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4th and just THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And of course, you can find us all over the place if you miss back episodes anywhere you like your favorite podcast as well as Blog Talk Radio. And we'll be back for you next Tuesday night as long as the schedule doesn't change for the NFL. We'll be back with you next Tuesday night from 8 30 to 9 30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>